Section 25 of United States Senate Election, Expulsion, and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Joanne Turner. Case 23, Robert C. Winthrop, 1809-1894, Massachusetts. Election Case, Appointment, February 4, 1851, to February 8, 1851. Issues. Time limits on appointment by governor. Appointed senator held office only until the legislature elected a successor. Chronology. Request for ruling February 4, 1851. Referred to committee February 4, 1851. Committee report February 5, 1851. Senate action February 8. 1851. Result? No action required. Background. In 1828, shortly after his graduation from Harvard, Robert C. Winthrop entered the law offices of Daniel Webster. Twenty-two years later, the Massachusetts governor selected Winthrop to succeed his former associate, Black Dan Webster, when the latter resigned from the Senate to become Secretary of State. Winthrop, a Whig who had served as Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives during the previous Congress, began his Senate duties on July 30, 1850. Statement of the Case On February 1, 1851, the Massachusetts State Legislature elected Robert Rantoul, Jr., Democrat, to fill the remainder of Webster's unexpired term that was due to end on March 3rd of that year. On February 4th, Winthrop petitioned the Senate for a clarification of his status. He wished to know precisely when his term expired and Robert Rantoul's began, thus raising the prickly problem of the time limits on an interim Senate appointment made by a state executive. Winthrop emphasized that he did not wish either to abandon his responsibility to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts prematurely or to remain in the Senate one moment longer than he was entitled to. Earlier related precedents, Winthrop commented, did not provide any firm rulings on the proper conduct for an interim appointee. Response of the Senate the Senate agreed to consider Winthrop's request, and the Judiciary Committee took up the issue of the duration of interim appointments. On February 5th, the committee returned its report. Citing the 1809 case of Maryland's Samuel Smith, see Case 9, the committee declared that a senator appointed by a governor was entitled to hold his seat until the state legislature filled the vacancy. The Senate was officially informed of that election, and the new senator's credentials were presented. On February 7th, Robert Winthrop announced he had received through the mail the credentials of Robert Rantoul. Meanwhile, Rantoul, who had been absent from Massachusetts and not consulted by the legislature prior to his election, had accepted his new post and was en route to Washington. Winthrop, adamant that he would not continue beyond his constitutional right, submitted Rantoul's credentials, and retired from the Senate. 
although there had as yet been no floor debate on the report of the Judiciary Committee, Winthrop's withdrawal prompted Henry Clay, Whig of Kentucky, to object both to the committee report and to Winthrop's retirement. His remarks generated a lengthy, complicated discussion about the meanings of vacancy, temporary appointment, original power, limits of power, acceptance, and a variety of other constitutional terms. The exchanges dragged on and tempers frayed. Finally, on February 8th, John P. Hale, free soil of New Hampshire, chided members for straying far afield. There was, he said, quote, nothing on earth before the Senate but a mere abstract question. There is nobody that claims a seat. Mr. Rantoul is not here, and Mr. Winthrop has gone, unquote. He warned the Senate that outsiders would decide that the United States Senate had an abundance of leisure and misused its time discussing an irrelevant question. Jarred by Hale's scolding, the Senate set aside the topic of appointed senators. Conclusion Robert Rantoul served for the remaining month of Daniel Webster's term. Later that year, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives and died in office in 1852. Robert Winthrop sought to win a full term in the Senate in 1851, but was defeated by Charles Sumner. During the remainder of his long life, he earned a modicum of fame as a public speaker. He died in 1894. End of Case 23, End of Section 25.